Hey there. Welcome to Feel First, Then Know. I'm your host, Sasha Dem, and I'm so happy to have you with me here today. I'm going to be straight up and honest with you at the outset. This show is not for the faint of heart. This show is for the brave, for the warriors, and for the ones who made it out alive and lived to tell the tale. The structure of this show is going to mimic the healing process. So in the beginning, these episodes are going to be solo and they're going to be very introspective. But as time goes on, they'll become more lighthearted and then we'll work other people into the journey. But no matter what, one thing will always remain constant. And that is the fact that I am your ally, I am your confidant, and I am your fellow survivor. We can make it through anything this life throws at us, and we might even manage to come out better on the other side, together. It's time to soar. Who's with me? So buckle up those seatbelts and let's get into it. It's so nice to see you. Can we sit and talk for a while? I have searched forever. I can't imagine anything better. Kids upon the stairway, couples on the sidewalk squares. If I get to your heart soon, I'll call a perfect afternoon. Won't you call my number? Don't push, but don't hesitate. Wake me from this slumber. Rush me, but leave time to wait. Checkmate on my shoulder I'm tired of this win or lose Well, I'm no knight in shining armor But I'm no pair of dancing shoes My patience ran away Take me with you You keep me holding on Nothing's understood You're so confusing Tell it to me straight Won't you call my number? Don't push but don't hesitate Wake me from this slumber, rush me, but leave time to wait. Rush me, but leave time to wait. I got nothing left to lose, but I'm no pair of dancing shoes. I got nothing left to lose, but I'm no pair of dancing shoes. 
I got nothing left to lose, but I'm no pair of dancing shoes. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Feel First Then Know. I'm so, so glad that you're here, and I hope that you're doing well wherever, on whatever corner of the planet you happen to reside. Um, I also just want to give a little shout out. I really appreciate all of my American listeners, but I wanted to give a special shout out to those of you who are not in the States listening to this. Um, I know that there are a few of you out there and I am very, very honored that you, uh, give me the, the gift of your ears and, the accolade of being able to say that this beautiful creation of mine is reaching an international audience. I think we're up to four different countries now. So yay, I'm super excited about that. And I really, really appreciate it from all of you. And obviously that wouldn't be possible without all of you listening. So thank you very much. Um, Today, I want to talk about trauma and healing from said trauma, but more specifically, in the course of the healing process, some things that sometimes come up. And the thing that I'm sort of honing in on today and focusing on today is the unfortunate the unfortunate sort of turn of events or to me when healing goes slightly off course and in in the course of being on a healing trajectory or being in a healing environment or space, being surrounded by healing-minded people who, don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking by any means. Obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm a full-fledged member of that international group and I'm kind of thinking that you probably are as well as a listener or you you most likely wouldn't be here um or you would have gotten sick of me after five minutes uh appreciate those of you who have not thank you um but when being in those groups and those environments essentially when we when we're so used to being in such an overly analytical, overly critical culture and society, whether that's in your own particular country, definitely in Western culture, or just as as a member of the international global population, um, when we're so used to being in that frame of mind that has resulted in a lot of our very damaging cultural conditioning and whatnot, when we're so used to that, that when we're finally in, in a space and on a trajectory of healing, and part of that healing work is, tra- is, is attempting to dismantle and sort of debunk and, and like, like pull apart piece by piece like Jenga, <laughs> except not like playing Jenga, but like starting from the top and taking every piece down until you, 
until you've leveled it intentionally with with precision and 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 directed action if you will so that you can you can rebuild something completely different completely new from the ground up lord knows if you've if you've been doing this <laughs> if you're thinking about doing this if you're attempting to do it currently if you've been doing it for 2 minutes or more uh lord knows how freaking insanely difficult it is because what is it really that you're unpacking your subconscious mind that that's like this this invisible yet yet omnipresent force in every facet of your life in every word you say in everything you do right it's it's like in a way it's not it's not nearly actually not in a way 1000% it's not nearly as clear cut as stacking up Jenga, you know, three, I don't know how many, for some reason I want to say three, three of those, uh, they're not, they're not cubes. I don't know what the, is it rectangular prism? I don't know what the, what the technical geometric shape is for a long square, (laughs) square slash rectangular, um, rigid lined log (laughs) that's not circular uh anyway you know your subconscious unfortunately is not as cleanly lined up and built up like those you know three logs deep on every layer 10 layers up or 20 layers up or however high it goes right um in a way it's like it's like attempting to dismantle it's like attempting to grab hold of a dark cloud and pick it apart piece by piece, right? In a way, it's it's smoke and mirrors. It's like intangible. But at the same time, it peeks through just like a dark cloud in the sky. It's not invisible. You can you can see it in certain in certain moments if you're paying attention, right? So anyway. Going back to what I was saying initially, I want to focus today on, to me, the unfortunate sort of side effect or, or slight, slight derailing, um, or getting off course that, that you're, that you're wonderfully beautiful healing ship can get if, if, and when, if, and when it, it, it just kind of, it, it gets swayed either it, either it gets swayed by a well-intended yet misguided force, whether that's someone in your life, whether that's your own internal compass or your internal your inner critic if you will um whether that's that's kind of a part of like a group conscious you know group think mentality that that makes itself known in the course of a group that you're a part of um anything anything along those lines uh or you know so so whether that that sort of misguided force 
is some external or internal force within you or whether it's just sort of the the societal cultural and collective gravitational pull of all of the ways in which we've operated and acted and the sort of negative thought patterns that we have been allowing to run the show or that have been created and then and then you know they're they're essentially in our in our collective aura as a human population at this point um i was reading a little bit about the human auras recently and and how and how essentially, you know, all of the billions of us on the planet, each human has its own individual aura. But realistically speaking, we there are way too many. There are way too many people on the planet to for, for our auras to to remain sort of closed off and independent of one another. And so the reality the reality is that that the collective, you know, all of our auras put together has created a collective aura that almost, that, that kind of covers and encapsulates the entire surface of the planet, like, like a sort of skin, if you will. And so even, I mean, it, it, it sort of ties directly into what I'm saying, which is even when and and sometimes especially when someone is trying to to sort of elevate out of the let's just simply put it uh overly fear focused or fear based collective aura that our planet exists under currently it, it it's it's difficult in its own right but it's even more difficult because because it's it's like trying you know it's, it, i mean it's, i guess it's kind of like a plant trying to fight its way through through like rock soil or you know dom- damaged or toxic so- soil in in a certain way it's it's possible but that that plant has to be very resilient to to sort of break through that that gravitational surface um you know and kind of like pop through the top if you will anyway that probably wasn't the, the best analogy but you got you got what i'm saying so uh what i'm about to what what i'm about to talk about is a is kind of a perfect example of this from my from my perspective. And so I sort of see it as either, either the, the healing ship kind of gets, gets derailed by sort of a momentary force. And maybe it's just like a momentary, uh, you know, drifting, if you will, like, like of a sailboat that sort of veers a little bit in the wrong direction, but then can like re realign itself and get back, get back, on course, back on track, if you will. Um, or sometimes it's just, it's just more of that omnipresent gravitational pull that, that even when we, 
even when we're in a super positive, super aligned uh, way of things now, if you will, it's like, it's kind of like just because the unfortunate reality is just because you and, you know, hopefully you, definitely me, um, just because you and I decided to to start working on healing, to start kind of putting intentional energy and focus and attention and time into this very difficult, you know, not not easy, not... I mean, sometimes... I was going to say unnatural. I feel like I feel like it is a it is a natural process, but at the same time it sort of counters everything we've ever been taught or raised to believe and what have you. So it almost feels counterintuitive of a process even though we've we've sort of set the intention and we're we're in that realm now. Unfortunately, it's not the reality that just because you decided that that's what you're doing now, that that the re- the rest of the world and all the toxic influences that previously affected you, that are that are constantly there, sort of like buzzing in the universe, whether that's that's in your own personal sphere of influence or just globally, this collective aura that I'm talking about that's like always, that's just always there, <laughs> you know, sort of. Uh, like like in a kind of sarcastically sinister way, ready to catch you if and when you fall. <laughs> um, what you know, whichever way it's kind of going, whether whether it's whether it's that that temporary kind of more more focused, more short term influence or whether it's just that that kind of deeper bigger gravitational pull that's coming from the collective aura and from your subconscious that you're trying to shift and realizing it's way more difficult than maybe people claim it to be if you will um not to say that there's, that there's, well, I'm not trying to come down on the information that's out there because I think sort of like along the lines of what I'm saying, it, a lot of it is very well intended. Uh, but I do think that sometimes we, we as a collective almost don't do justice to how, to how, straight up excruciating this work can be right and and in a way um and and this goes into I know I haven't I haven't even specifically said like what the hell I'm talking about yet apologies just bear with me um but along the lines of what I'm saying I I think in a way we're we're in a difficult moment in the collective it it it's very positive but it also has its difficulties in that in previous generations and previous periods of time on the planet 
people, you know, virtually no one was talking about, about, you know, what the heck is generational trauma? What is individual trauma? Um, how, how can the effects of, of abuse and neglect and, and toxic dynamics in your upbringing and, and, you know, horrors in your personal life and being the, the victim, the victim of, of crime or crimes or just, just the whole, the whole slew of any and all toxic negative experiences that an individual can and does experience in the course of their lifetime. Um, what, what effects can that have, especially what long-term effects can that have? Right. I think, I think the old, the old school paradigm is very much like to put it, to put, to oversimplify it. We don't talk about it. And if we talk about it, it's because it happened two minutes ago or two days ago or two weeks ago. And if we're still talking about it and it's been a year now, you're the one with the fucking problem, right? That's the old way. Uh, let me just make it abundantly clear. This is, this is not my viewpoint at all. This is what I stand very strongly against. So just in case there's any, any element of confusion whatsoever. Um, so now, now it's become more mainstream and, and the collective vibration, if you will, the collective energy, that collective aura that I described it is rising very, very slowly. It, it's, it's a, it's a huge energy force, obviously. Right. So, so no, I mean, colossal change takes time. Uh, I, I also, I also read recently a beautiful analogy that I'm sure many people have, have stated in one way or another, which is that essentially the, the seed, the seedling of a flower takes a lot less time to sprout out of the ground than the seedling of a, of a huge oak tree that could live. I I really, I'm no expert on trees, but let's just, let's just say thousands of years, hundreds of years, thousands of years, maybe an oak can't live that long, but there are, there are trees on the planet that can live for literally thousands of years. Um, the seed of a flower might take a few months to, to, to kind of fully germinate and fully produce the, the most mature, the most ripened version of that flower. Right. And even, I mean, in our freaking instant gratification world that we live in these days, the sound of something take, or the, 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 (laughs) that's interesting that I said sound, the thought or the sound of something taking something as, as small and, and relatively insignificant as a, as one flower taking a few months to do its thing, to like grow to fruition. To some of us, that might sound like, God damn, can we speed this up? <laughs> and, and I'm sure, again, I'm, I'm no freaking gardening expert or, or plant expert at all, but I'm sure there are products on the market that tell you, speed up your flower production, speed up your harvest, speed up your, your you know, tomatoes ripening, et cetera, et cetera. Turn three months into one month. Yay. Cause we just like, don't understand what the concept of patience is anymore. Anyway, hopefully, uh, hopefully some of you with me today are not that breed. Um, it's probably obvious to you at this point, I'm not that breed. Uh, 
Lord knows I have my impatient moments, but but on a on a deeper, more significant level, I I truly do find the value in in patience and not just patience for its own sake, but understanding that things operate in divine timing. Definitely perfect example of that is is mother nature, right? So anyway, few months for a flower. A tree a tree can take 10 years, 15 years, 20 years to grow sometimes to grow like to the height of a human being. Let alone stretch into the sky as they do so so incredibly beautifully right and and it's it's kind of I mean the whole point that I'm making that that uh the book that I'm referencing that I was reading is the gene keys by the way in case anybody's curious about that um that's kind of a whole whole other topic in and of itself but if you are curious it's gene keys j not dear god G-E-N-E space keys, K-E-Y-S, I believe. I don't think there's an E in there. Um, those That ties into the human design system and the I Ching and that comes out of the East, out of um, ancient Chinese culture, etc. I can do a whole, I can do a whole other podcast on that. But just in case you're, you're curious about the sort of body of thought that I'm referencing right now, it's The Gene Keys by Richard Rudd is the author uh, fantastic, incredible book. You know, it, it's one, I think it even says it on there. It's one of those books that that's like a spiritual, a spiritual guidebook and a spiritual partner for life, essentially. I mean, it's one of those one it's, it's thicker, it's heftier, but like you, you could 1000% open it up like an Oracle and just read any sentence in there and have your minds, uh, kind of casually explode on some level in the best way. So Highly recommend that. But anyway, the whole point is to say great change, um, you know, big dreams, anything along those lines, the bigger, the bigger the stakes, the bigger the, the implementation of change, the bigger the mutation, the longer and the more patient you're going to have to be for any, any quote unquote evidence to show itself as to as to like, like external kind of validation or confirmation that, that the seeds that I'm planting, the steps that I'm taking slowly but surely is producing a, a visual concrete coherent result. Right. Um, I mean, truly, if you plant a huge seed you might have to wait, or the, the, the seed of a huge tree, I think the example that I, that I was reading about in that book was, was saying basically the, the seed of a sunflower and the seed of a, of certain, of a certain type of tree, I can't remember what type they were, he was referencing, Mr. Rudd, um, the seeds are the same size physically, and yet that tree is literally going to live thousands of years, and it won't take, it, it, it won't, produce evidence that it's growing or that anything is occurring sometimes for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. <laughs> um, it's, it's wild and magical and beautiful, but unfortunately, uh, you know, I, I'm thinking about it as, as 
possibly you as my listener, are too, that goddamn, we're so freaking impatient. <laughs> if, you're, if your life purpose is to build one of these trees that, that as I'm saying it, would be, you know, if, if, if you think about it, big picture, as far as the whole globe is concerned, especially with our environmental concerns on this planet, you would realize that that would be a great service to humanity and to, and to Mother Gaia, Mother Earth, right? Planet Earth, to, to create and plant, I mean, you're not creating like in a lab, but you know, to, to plant and nurture and sow the seed of even just one of these massive trees that's going to last, that's going to stand the test of time. And like, I can't even fathom how many generations of, of human life could potentially be bearing witness to a, th- a tree that lives for a thousand years. You know, it's like, it's like our brain, our human brains are so small. I can't even f- fully conceptualize that really. Right. But, but if we, if we look at it from more of an egoic standpoint, which unfortunately is, is all too often in the driver's seat for our human species and culture, um, you know, think about all the freaking flack and crap that individual is going to get if he, if he asserts to the universe, especially in Western culture, I have been, I've been, I've received divine guidance and intention and love that tells me that it is my job and duty on this planet in this lifetime to plant and nurture and care for and, and sort of lovingly watch over the tree, the seedling of a tree that, that one day is going to produce this beautiful, exquisite tree that will become a landmark and blah, blah, blah for many, for many humans, for generation upon generation upon generation to come and will be here for thousands of years, but I might not see any, any concrete evidence of the work that I'm doing, not not anything whatsoever at all for a year or two or five years or a decade or a decade and a half or two decades. I can already hear, (laughs) I don't know if you just heard the the pop-off that just went off. I think that might've been a firework or something. I'm not positive. Uh, Apologies if it bothered anybody, but... (laughs) I'm kind of thinking that was like some level of divine confirmation. And I was actually about to say, as soon as I finished what I was just saying right before the the pop-off, that I can almost hear, you know, that individual's family or society or tribe or culture or group or country or whatever immediately popping off and being like, you're going to spend your whole life planting one tree are you serious? And, and you're not even going to have anything to show for it for potentially up to fucking 20 years of your life. Like, like, like this is a joke, right? Like how, how misguided could you possibly be? Right? So that's, that's that freaking. uh, <laughs> hard to, to manage and break away from collective aura that I'm talking about. 
Which brings me back to my original point. Half an hour in. Apologies. Um, Which is that, unfortunately, sometimes I think when we... When we're in this landscape, we're, we are awakening and sort of arising out of, out of completely unconscious sort of shadow mindsets and thinking, which is an incredible thing that we're rising out of, out of the shadows and into the light, right? Like, like really opening our eyes, opening our third eyes in particular on a grander level, um, putting mental health and spiritual growth and and body healing and all these kinds of concepts they're they're coming and they are very much out in the open now they're being discussed i mean this this beautiful wave of forward thinking is part of the reason why i you know that 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 i have this podcast in existence and you you are are doing me the kindness and, and grace, good grace of listening to me right now. So thank you. Um, you know, that, that collective wave is part of why, uh, this exists at the moment. And yet at the same time, there are some, some unanticipated, unfortunate side effects that I want sort of one of which I want to kind of focus on today and right now, which is when, when you individually or, or with a group of people or as, as a collective, when we're doing the work of diving deep into our shadows, diving into deep wounds and it's not easy, and sometimes it's fucking excruciating and terrifying, and all of those things. And I've I've been to all of those places. So, if if you're really in the thick of it, um, you know, feeling like you're you're in the depths of darkness right now, I'm sending you a crap ton of love, um, virtual hug, if you will, via my words. So 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 much love. Uh, this might be a, this might be a revolutionary thing to say, but please don't forget that you, you can literally and metaphorically, and you should, I would suggest you can hug yourself. If you have the good fortune of having two human arms, which obviously some people do not. If you have the blessing and the good fortune of having two human arms, or if you have only one human arm, um, or even if you don't have either arms and you want to get something else involved, like, like a wall in your home or, or a pillar somewhere or a pole or, or something, something, there are ways any of these ways can be utilized to essentially hug yourself. So even if you don't have people around you um, and you're just feeling like, my God, I would just, I, I just, I just need a hug the way I need fucking water in my life right now. And I just don't know if I'm going to make it. 
much longer without that that sort of simple example of human connection and contact, please know that there is always a way. Even if you do feel sort of literally or, or earthly bound in isolation, if you will. Um, I cannot tell you the number of times I have wrapped my arms around myself and hugged the shit out of myself like my freaking life depended on it because sometimes it literally does and and cried my eyes out or leaned leaned my head towards one shoulder and closed my eyes and and sort of thought to myself this is what this is what someone lending me a shoulder to lean on feels like there isn't anyone around or available for that or I'm I'm not seeking that out in any sort of external external human <laughs> that isn't me at this current moment but that does not that does not ever mean that you can't give yourself love and affection and attention and the the care and the nurturing that you so rightfully deserve but deserve is not even the right word that's my fucking subconscious talking um it's not something you deserve in i mean god i'm gonna fucking trip up all over my words now it is something that you deserve but deserving it is not the right word in that you do not have to earn it ever you do not have to earn love and care and devotion and attention and respect and nurturing and a freaking hug or or a pat on the back or a cradling of your own face again if you have the benefit of hands and you want to put and uh, you know put a gentle loving hand on your own cheek and tell yourself how much you love yourself and how strong and beautiful and resilient and capable you are, even if it feels like total horseshit in the given moment, say it anyway. This is very much a fake it till you make it type of process, okay? Seriously. Even if you don't really believe the words, say them out loud especially if you you do happen to be solo, you know, you're you're you are by yourself, maybe you live by yourself or you're on you're on any level of of an individual journey like many if not most of us are on the planet, regardless of how many people you may or may not have in your immediate vicinity regularly. Um the one benefit of literally being alone is you can say whatever the fuck you want <laughs> whenever the hell you want to, right? So try it out. Try it out as a practice. You, you, you've, you got nothing to lose, okay? You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. So if you can, if you can say some of the words that I just said out loud or even fucking look in the mirror and say I love you or tell yourself how incredible you are, even if you're just doing it as a, I'm just going to test this out and, and make these words vocalized because I have a voice box and, and a larynx or whatever (laughs) 
that also happen to operate and those are gifts as well. Um, I'm just going to say these things out loud. I'm not, I'm not really saying that, you know, maybe I'm, I'm hoping, obviously I'm hoping that you fucking believe them because I believe them to be true and I don't have to know you or see you to know that. Um, but even if you don't believe them, even if you hear what I'm saying and you're like, this is so corny and kooky and, and you know, make her stop, try saying them out loud. Just like, just like vocal coaches tell people to say, you know, that the whole slew of, a whole slew of weird words that make no sense in a string together to prep their voices to speak or sing or whatever, right? Do it like that just just to put the words out into the universe. Even if your mind is thinking, I can't wait for this to be over, just try it and then try it again and then try it the next day and then do it again. And maybe, hopefully at some point, you'll start to actually tune into the frequency and the vibration of the words that you, yourself, as a powerful co-creator on this planet are, are putting out into the universe, maybe one of those times, whether it's the fifth time or the 50th time, your heart and soul and ears and inner hearing more so will hear what the hell it is you have to say. And some little spark or ember within you will wake the fuck up. And that's all it takes We all know a small spark can start a massive fire. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I know fires have have done a lot of damage and taken too much from a lot of people. So if you're one of those people, I apologize for that analogy. And I'm also sending you tons of love. Um, But metaphorically speaking, within you, a small spark can start a massive fire. Okay? Let it, when it comes to your inner light, let it, okay? Okay, so getting back on track here. So the bone I have to pick at the, at the current moment is when a person or a group of very well-intended people start diving into their deepest wounds and and at, and at that point you are kind of excavating everything right and so sometimes sometimes the unfortunate side effect occurs where we're in a way in the process or with the intention of excavating the bad we 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 sort of brush with a broad stroke and to me we end up taking good with the bad if you will and so the 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 specific manifestation of this that i that i came into this episode wanting to shed light on is when and this is probably going to sound so simplistic but i've i've been experiencing this recently which you know hence hence the motivation to to create this episode um like me, for example, I am in the course of of doing the long-term work of diving into my deepest wounds and 
and attempting to excavate and extract the bad and you know so so that I don't have this energetic and spiritual and mental and heart and bodily weight if you will weighing me down and weighing upon my heart and soul into into my future I I'm aware of the subconscious ways that that has been affecting me for the last 30 years of my life my entire life um and so I do want to eliminate a lot of as much of if possible you know as as much of if not all of at some point if possible all of those all all of that poison essentially that that I never wanted and never asked for and whatnot uh some some if not many would say that <laughs> that there's some irony in me saying that I never that I never wanted it or or asked for it and as I'm saying these words they're very they're very toxically and egoically charged in our current day and age um politically speaking so I'm not I wasn't trying to to use them in that negative toxic way in terms of of in particular victims of sexual assault that that people you know highly misguided toxic individuals make the the very unfortunate and inexcusable mistake of of using those types of phrases in the context of victim blaming that is by no means what I'm doing right now that is also something I stand very firmly against so let me just make that abundantly clear but going back to what I was saying um my my ego and my conscious mind very emphat you know very yeah very emphatically and adamantly say i didn't ask for this fucking poison that i've experienced in my life and the reason i paused at that was to reference that a lot of spiritual teachers and uh thinkers in our day would say that actually your soul chose all of the experiences in your life so anyway um part of me does does believe that and buy into it and in a way I'm trying to sort of embrace that more and more as I go through this very difficult spiritual journey but that's not to say that there's not another huge part of me you know more of my conscious mind and and my and my ego I guess and just you know like like definitely the freaking inner child within me wants wants to scream and roar and rage and be like fucking bullshit that I chose the the horrors that I've endured and experienced. But anyway, setting that aside for a second. So in the course of of diving deep um and sort of turning over every stone, sometimes sometimes I feel and I believe and I've I've experienced recently that that we can take things too far in that we start 
we start analyzing like o- over analyzing and and in a way in a way digging up digging up holes in perfectly good healthy earth that never needed to be dug up in the first place just because they're sort of adjacent or in the vicinity of of the toxic polluted soil that we are trying to unearth and excavate and bring up from the underground and sort of turn over in the attempts to heal it and cleanse it and make it unpoisoned and purified going forward, right? So a very simple example of this is like when people have... When people either, like myself, were either born with inherently positive, beautiful, wonderful traits that that I would argue most of, you know, I mean, I, I would argue all of us were born with some level of, of positive, beautiful, wonderful traits, right? Um, so either... Either a person is born with these traits or at times in, in the course of, in the course of horrors and destruction and abuse and trauma, the sort of only positive aspects that came out of such violence were some particular conglomerate of of positive attributes or characteristics or or traits you know like like a very simple example is is a kid who who never should have had to essentially have to care for themselves and or others at a very very young age when it should have been that they're caring for no one they haven't even learned how to care for themselves yet and their caretakers or caregivers are the ones caring for them right um they had the misfortune of being being raised and brought up in a sort of upside down household where the where the roles were reversed and what have you, I happen to be one of these individuals and maybe you were too. And so that comes with its, with its baggage and its weight and its, and its unfortunate side effects that, that permeate that person's life for freaking decades upon decades until they get to a point where they're willing to, to stop and take a look at it and try to do something about it. Um, but that person also sort of positively more than likely comes out of that set of circumstances and experiences being very, very good at caring for others and nurturing others and having a having an ingrained, intuitive, empathic ability to understand 
the the experiences that other people have, the feelings that they have, the the sort of natural emotional state that they might be in after a a series of circumstances or a series of unfortunate events or or a specific set of stimuli that they encounter um that person might have have a very sort of well-developed sixth sense about about you know, they see these five dominoes that this person is about to go through. And by the time that person goes through, you know, hits, hits down, knocks down the third domino, they know how they're going to be feeling or what they're going to be thinking about in the aftermath of the whole series of events. And, and that person hasn't even walked through all of those steps yet, right? They haven't even gone through all those details yet. So that's a very positive thing. Yeah, I understand full-blown... I'm definitely a big believer in balance. And so anything can be, anything can be blown out of proportion. That particular type of individual, like I said, I've, I've, I, I fall into this category so I can speak from personal experience. Um, the way that that gets knocked off balance is that that person becomes very, very well attuned and good at, at focusing on everyone but themselves and caring for everyone but themselves. I'm not saying that that's how it should be. That's not how it should be. But that trait in and of itself, if it can be brought back into balance and, and sort of realigned into the center and not skewed on one extreme or the other, that in and of itself is a very positive trait. Being able, you know, knowing how to care for others and being nurturing and and intuitive and empathic and all of these sort of divinely feminine attributes regardless of gender that a, that a man or a woman or or anyone who doesn't identify as either of those um that trait that anyone can come into being that is a positive thing and so to me an unfortunate thing that happens is is we start we start like overcutting in the course of trying to excavate the bad we start we start brushing with way too wide of a stroke and and sort of villainizing to me attributes and characteristics that are that are inherently essentially good that maybe that maybe a person had well before well before the world started kind of polluting polluting and and permeating their their natural goodness their natural gold at the at the core of them you know the characteristics that they came that they came onto this planet with that come from their freaking divine soul that in a way can't be touched and they'll always be there all of a sudden were 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 way too quick to to sort of going back to that example, to look at someone trying to care for someone else and think that they're being toxic or codependent or or you shouldn't be worried or caring about anyone but yourself, etc. To me, that that's going way too far. Um, and I haven't I haven't heard many if any people talking about this concept and it's been coming up in my life recently. And so I just wanted to, 
give give voice to it and give airtime to it, if you will. Um, if you've been experiencing this in any way, uh, please feel free to to let me know. Um, you can connect with me on Instagram. My handle is Sasha Dem twenty two zero. That's two zero at the end. Uh, my name S A S H A D E M. And then the numbers two and zero. Uh, you can connect with me on Instagram and feel free to send me a message if you'd like to. Um, otherwise, definitely feel free to to leave a positive review. I would really appreciate that on whatever listening platform you're choosing to listen to this on. Um, yeah, I would definitely, definitely appreciate that. And hopefully that'll help in this podcast reaching additional people. But um but yeah I just I just think that it's a to me to me that's that's like a trap of focusing and being in a space of healing and and discussing mental health and so all of a sudden we are we're putting everything under a microscope and and in a way you know, we, we get into these, these mindsets of, we, we, we start to take the positive journey of realizing that, that maybe the toxicity and the pollution that we have encountered and endured in our lives has had a very pervasive permeating impact on, on virtually most, if not all aspects of our lives that very well might be true and that you know like i like i say throughout this show and i i think i've said it at different points in this episode that is a very positive brave journey and road to start to walk down however that does not mean that we have to now become the the judge, jury, and executioner on any and all attributes and characteristics that we have ever had, especially the good and the positive ones. Taking, taking the simple characteristic of, of being a caring individual as, as a wonderful example to me, right? Just because somebody is quick to care for others and they it it also happens to be the case and to be true that they are healing from something very difficult and have not so ideal reasons to have cultivated that ability to care for others does not mean that that ability in and of itself needs to now be villainized and is now toxic and bad and polluted inherently and so needs to be chucked thrown out like yesterday's garbage um i i am here i'm here to plant a stake in the ground and stand firmly and adamantly against that i think that we we need to sort of keep keep a finger or a pulse on the barometer if you will when we are doing this work so as not to 
to get so, you know, so far, far down or, you know, having, having in the course of diving into our wounds that were so far into our own personal underground or underwater, if you will, that we, that we lose sight of the light, that we lose sight of the shore. Um, and going back to, to the references that I was making at the initial, at the, at the start of this episode, that, that we don't even, we don't even realize it, but our subconscious wounding that, that we're in the course of consciously diving into is actually playing a role here to, to begin, you know, basically putting, putting our inner critics back in the driver's seats when they shouldn't be. And we're, we're trying to do our best to, to in a healthy and positive and supportive way, release them and sort of relinquish them from that role that they've felt the need to hold in our lives, we don't even realize that that they've snuck back into the driver's seat and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden we're telling ourselves that, that, oh, we, oh, we just said, we just said something nice to someone. And so we must, we must be seeking external validation and that's toxic or, or we said something nice to someone and so that's that's just us toxically people pleasing or being toxically codependent or we we went to say something caring to another person or 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 lend a helping hand to someone and so again we're being codependent or we're toxically focusing on on that other person when we should be exclusively focusing on ourselves et cetera et cetera we we become we we fall into an unfortunate trap of of actually falling into old behavioral patterns that were that that we're trying to release and excavate and heal right and we we get sort of pulled back into the gravitational pull of the overly critical and fear-based collective aura that we all live in on this planet and 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 yeah we start we start villainizing and demonizing characteristics and and actions and and thought patterns and whatnot that are actually good and beautiful and pure and that that one was that one was a firework and I did see it um apologies if you if it came through too loud on your end or uh yeah but but yay more more divine confirmation you know what I'm saying like like we we just I guess the message that I'm trying to send here is that we, we need to maintain the self-compassion and the love at the heart, literally, of ourselves 
and of all of the healing work and and quite frankly any and all i i would suggest we we should be keeping love at the center of everything we do of everything we say of everything we think of every word that comes out of our mouths, of every action we take, every move that we make. Love should be at the center of it. And we should be asking and saying to ourselves, pausing before we make a move, and saying, if I am choosing to act coming from a place of love right now, what move will I make next? Or I'm about to have a conversation that I know is going to be difficult with someone. If I'm putting a hand on my heart to keep me consciously aware of wanting to speak and direct this conversation from a place of love. If I'm putting love in the driver's seat of this conversation, what's my strategy? How do I want to go about this? What do I want to say? What things do I want to make sure I'm not saying? What traps do I want to ensure I'm not falling into, etc.? So to me, if you're putting love in the driver's seat of your healing journey, you... will become a little bit more conscientious of how you are either how you are reacting either to yourself or to others um both are are crucially important i think a lot of us are are much more quick to overly criticize ourselves than we are others but we also fall into into a pattern sometimes especially in those environments when you when you might feel like you're trying to help somebody else or you're trying to help trying to hold a a healing and helpful mirror up to something that they're doing and and trying to draw their attention to something and wondering genuinely uh genuinely you know is is that kindness coming from coming from a genuine and pure loving source or is it coming from from a need to be accepted and loved and validated in some in some way the intention is good but the over overly critical manifestation of that positive intention can be can be hurtful and damaging to people and and can be actually inherently not founded in truth right so i'm just putting this out there to give everybody a little a little reminder keep keep an eye Keep an eye out, if you will. Um, don't get so lost down the rabbit hole and down the the deep dive of healing and spiritual work and uh, 
um, trauma work and whatnot that you, that that overly critical voice in your head actually sneaks back into the driver's seat and, and then you start looking at everyone's behavior and all of your behavior and all of your thoughts and actions and everyone else's thoughts and actions as, oh, well, that person only acts nice because they were treated like shit in the past. And so they're hoping that someone that didn't love them in the past, that, that this person now that they're encountering will. And, and what a negative, toxic thing. No, it isn't. <laughs> okay? No, it isn't. Yeah, I, I, I definitely understand and I hear you if, you know, if, if you're someone that has thought this way currently or in the past, of course, there's, there are always, there's always a complicated and nuanced background as to why anyone does anything, right? Going back to the, to the dark complex smoke and mirrors and shadows and cloud that is all of our subconscious, right? Subconsciouses? I don't know how to correctly say that. Um, all of our subconscious minds, right? But even if, even if, let's say, let's say you say you see a stranger do a nice thing, and, and even if you, you know with 1,000% certainty, somehow, some way, that 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 nice thing was not so ideally motivated or even negatively motivated right call me crazy but i i would go ahead i'm going to go ahead and suggest right now that we as a human population and species we could do a lot worse we could do a lot worse than that and lord knows Many do do a lot worse than that, do do very many bad things in this world, unfortunately, day in and day out all the freaking time, right? So if, if at the very least, whatever series of inner workings is is coming together and interlocking and intertwining to result in a positive, good, kind, caring or loving manifestation to another human being or to themselves in the outer world, that's one hell of a start as far as I'm concerned. So let's all just be a little bit more conscientious to not throw the baby out with the back wa- with the bathwater, right? And to be to be kind and loving to ourselves. It does not need to be that because you are com- becoming aware of your wounds that you get to a point where you say something nice to a person and then you immediately think or say to them, "I don't know why I feel the need to say this to you. Maybe it's because of this toxic pattern that I'm trying to heal. I would go ahead and I, I, I will and I would and I am right now. I'm going to go ahead and say that I disagree 
And maybe it's just because you're a good, kind human being at your core. And that's, that's the real reality. That's the true essence of yourself that you're trying to get back in touch with, right? We don't have to, to be like constantly essentially putting ourselves on freaking trial because we've started to do very deep, complex trauma and healing work. Not everything, especially the good stuff, comes from a bad source that needs to be eradicated. Okay? Okay, I think I've gone on and on for long long enough here. Um, I really hope that you got something beneficial out of this episode. And thank you if you've stuck with me till the end here. Um, and... Yeah, I also recently launched my YouTube channel, um, which is just Sasha Dem. So if you are at all interested in that, I would, I would love it if you would go on over there and subscribe to my channel and check out some of the videos. I am, I am primarily sharing tarot and oracle readings on that channel, as well as my music and singing different covers of songs and eventually putting my own music out there for all of you to see and hear. So yeah, I would really appreciate if you appreciate it if you would be so kind as to join me over there. And if you like what you hear on this podcast and you've gotten something out of it, like I mentioned before, um if you could leave a rating on on Spotify or Google or wherever it is that you're happening to listen to this. Um, a rating in terms of the stars. Ideally, hopefully I'm crossing my fingers, five stars if you if you feel so inclined. And a review that would be really helpful in getting getting the word out and getting this these messages out to more people that need to hear them. Okay? Alright. In the meantime, be kind to yourself, love yourself a little harder, and I will talk to you on the next one. Thanks so much.